Welcome, friends, people for peace, pods of consciousness, planetary citizens, wherever you happen to be today, listening to Glocal News in Social Artistry. I'm your host, Dick Dalton, and it's our pleasure each week to talk to someone in the world who's working to build a more humane world from the inside out. And I'm not for certain, but I th- this day's guest may be from the furthest distance we've ever talked to someone. Clint Rogers, are you on the line? Hello, hello. Can you hear me? <laughs> oh, good morning. Where are you today, Clint? Well, actually, I just, just barely landed in India. I was in Nepal uh, a little bit ago, and uh, that's where we had been messaging back and forth from. Uh-huh. Now in India. In India. Yes, you win the prize, Clint. This is our furthest distance phone call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a pleasure. We, well, you we, want to be global, you want to be global, you got to you know, get all, all the sides of the globe, I suppose. Exactly. So, Clint Rogers, uh, you came into my awareness through uh, Sarah Morel Vaughn and the uh, Odyssey um, in Maui experience that's coming up in April, and, and I believe you're going to be one of the uh, presenters there. And I, I truthfully had not known of you or, or even Dr. Naram, who has uh, been your mentor and, and uh, guide for so many years. Would you give us the uh, the pleasure of just introducing yourself as as it pleases you? Yeah, thank thank you. Uh, and how would you like me to call you, Doctor Dalton? Well, most people Dalton. call me Dick. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I have another little thing right. I could tell you, but we'll save that for another day. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so my name is Dr. Clint G. Rogers. I'm not, I'm not a medical doctor, but I have studied. I have a Ph.D. in something called Instructional Psychology and Technology. Um, but probably the most valuable things I learned weren't at university at all. Uh, for the last 10 years, I've been studying directly with a master healer from the Himalayas by the name of Dr. Naram. Dr. Naram had a master that lived to be 125, had a master that lived to be 135. I mean 145 and an unbroken lineage that goes back to the physician for Buddha, whose name was Jivaka. And uh, and this, this lineage of healers, they understood certain secrets that help people physically, mentally, and emotionally. Um, the physician for Buddha, whose name was Jivaka, for instance, his patients were Buddha, the king at the time, and then also one of his most famous patients was a woman named Amrapali. Have you ever heard of Amrapali before? Not that I remember having heard, but I am 75. Okay. <laughs> well, Harapali was known at the time and still known in, in a lot of different parts of the world as the most beautiful woman to have lived. Uh-huh. And uh, as the story goes, she was 65, but the king at the time, who was only 35, and had a younger, beautiful wife, but the king fell in love with Harapali, even though she was 30 years older. And... Uh, and so what was it that she was doing to stay so young and vibrant? And what were those secrets? And, uh, you know, that, those are some of the things that um, in these ancient manuscripts, they recorded these secrets for how do you live long, healthy, happy life? 
How do you have vibrant health, unlimited energy, and peace of mind? I came at it as a big skeptic. I was not interested in anything even remotely like this when, when I first started. So it's pretty, even when I catch myself that I'm sharing these stories on a radio show with you, <laughs> I just kind of have to like pinch myself and say, wow, this is really happening. You know? Good, good. Yeah. So these ancient secrets, they're written down somewhere or passed down by word of mouth uh, from teacher to student? Uh, how does that work? Yeah, they did both. They wrote them in these ancient manuscripts, but they couldn't write in the manuscripts until they'd either lived to be 100 years old or had seen something like 300,000 patients. And then after that, then they figured they knew something worth writing. Wow. Um, but, but still, it was written in a coded language. And a lot of what gets transmitted is through apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. Like even now, you know, I studied my PhD is in something called instructional psychology and technology, how people learn and how to improve it. And even even the modern day researchers in learning, they see that there's some things you can't really learn in the classroom or textbook. You only learn through apprenticeship. Right. And a lot of those things are even beyond mind. You know, you're not even consciously aware that you're learning. It <laughs> you mm -hmm. happens mm -hmm. below the level of awareness. Right. Incidental learning, we used to call it in school. Yeah. So I did get to watch your TED Talk. Oh, super. Yeah, and, and I hope people uh, will go on uh, YouTube and type in Clint Rogers and uh, and up you'll come. And, and it's a, it's a t very touching story about uh, you and, and your father and uh, the healing that began to take place uh, I think it would be good for our audience to just uh, get a bit of that story if, if you don't mind sharing it yeah thanks for asking what a great question and, and what an amazing experience um, so for anyone listening to this you know I just think about who's someone that you love and you know, of that person that you love, you know, would you like them to live a longer, healthier, happier life? And, uh, and almost always the answer is yes, you know. And then the question that I even start my book with is, what would you be willing to do for someone you love when they're in pain, you know, and, 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 and you don't really have a solution. You don't know what to do. You know, so uh, even I started off my TEDx talk, asking people in the audience and, and watching online who's had a situation where you've loved someone so much that's been in some big pain or big struggle and you wanted to help them but you didn't know how and that's what happened with my father he called me into his office one day and i was sitting at the chair to the side of his desk he was i was sitting at the chair in the front of his desk he was sitting at the chair to the side of his desk and we were both looking at the ground for a long time Finally, he looked up and he said, you know, I haven't told your mother and I haven't told your brothers or sisters, but I don't even think I'm going to live through this week. Wow. And I just want someone to know where the loose ends are so your mother doesn't have to worry about it. Mm. Mm. You know, that's no conversation anyone wants to have. Like, right. I didn't want to hear it and I'm sure he didn't want to say it. And, you know, just that challenge of that moment of feeling like, this is the person that you're. Mo this is the person I would most 
connected to on planet Earth. And the thought that I may only have him for a few days, like, was making, putting me in a tailspin. You know, I could feel my heart beating faster, mm-hmm. holding my breath, hoping that I heard him wrong. All of a sudden thinking about all the things that I never did with him, all the questions that I never asked him. At the same time, just thinking, I must have heard him wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. I asked him, what's, what's happening? And he told me that he was visiting with four doctors. They had him on 12 medications. Uh, he had high blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes. He was on CPAP machine, sleeping pills. Wow. He had so much pain in, in his body. He felt like someone slammed him against the wall. Mm. And I never, my dad was always optimistic, always found some positive twist. But he said, you know, some, some night, son, I'm in so much pain. I don't even know if I want to live to see the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And so to hear that from my dad, who's always been optimistic, who's always been strong, I, I couldn't, I just, I couldn't accept it, you know? And so I, I desperately thought, what can we do? Um, at the, at like a few months before I had met this master healer by the name of Dr. Ron, but I didn't give him any credibility. Mm-hmm. I didn't pay too much attention because it sounded so outrageous. To right. Me. Like, how can someone, do, how could he claim to heal people of stuff that we can't do at like our top funded medical schools? For exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was so arrogant. I thought that if we have all the money and the research, we'll have the solution. And if we don't have the solution, then it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. That was my, my real, my, my bias. So, mm-hmm. but then life throws you stuff. So when I was desperate with my dad, I thought, and he told me the four doctors were all great doctors, highly trained, but even two that same month says, we don't know what else to do for you. Mm-hmm. So, then, so then what do you do when you're desperate? You search for something. And I said, dad, I, I met this healer. Mm-hmm. And I tried to explain to him what he did, but my dad all of a sudden looked very uninterested. <laughs> he said, son, listen, I've already been to acupressure, acupuncture, Chinese medicine, homeopathy, reflexology. He's like, I've done it all. Mm-hmm. And they all make big promises, but they, they haven't helped me. Ultimately, I'm in the same pain. Mm-hmm. So please just pay attention to the passwords because I don't want your mother to have to worry about this. Mm-hmm. So I listened as carefully as I could. But then I thought at the end of it, I was like, dad, I don't care. But for Father's Day, I'm flying you for my Father's Day gift. you. I'm flying you to see this healer. Hmm. And at that point, my dad just finally said, well, at least they can't hurt. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) So, yeah. So I looked online and I found out where this master healer, he was traveling at the time in California. I got on a plane with my dad. My dad needed a person on each side of him. You could see he was in so much pain. Mm. And even as we're sitting there at the location where where this doctor, where this healer was seeing people, it was packed full of people, like 30, 40, 50 people waiting. And my dad is in pain, and we have to wait three, four, five hours. Mm. And I'm thinking, holy smokes, what if this is like, what if this is like one of the last days with my dad, and I'm wasting it here in this oh. room? You know, and like chasing some fantastical thing that's not going to work. Right. So I had all these doubts, and my dad had so many doubts, because he saw people go in and out of this guy's room in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. He finally turned to me. He's like, what, do you ex- what does he expect? He's like, I can't even read the list of all my medications in that much time. <laughs> so then I'm, I'm feeling gu- like guilty, nervous, you know, wondering what's happening. Finally, his name is called. We go. 
he walks in the room, the door shuts behind him, and I'm waiting outside. And this mm. five minutes feels like it's five hours. You know, I, I saw him when he walked in, hunched over, depressed. And finally, when the door opened, he came out and he was walking straighter, and he had a different look in his eyes. Wow! And I couldn't quite make out what it, what even happened, mm-hmm. but I could see that he he like looked different. You know, so then I said, "What happened, Dad?" He's like, I don't know how to explain it. He said, but even if my four doctors were in the same room, which never happened, they never get together to talk about my case. But even if they did, I don't think they could have described as accurately what I'm feeling in my body and my mind and my emotions. Uh, He understood me. And he told me that he has a solution. So I want to try it. I want to do what he says. (laughs) So then, ironically, when my dad started to feel more hope, I started to feel more nervous. Like, what if I'm giving my dad false hopes? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And this whole thing unfolded. So fast forward six months later, my dad calls me again into his office. We're sitting in the same chairs, and he says he has a big problem. I says, what is it? I thought things were going well, so now I was nervous. He pulled out from behind his desk this box of medications, and he says, my problem now is, I don't know what to do with all of these. Oh, my goodness. In six months, he'd gone from 12 medications to one. Yeah. No more diabetes, no more cholesterol problem, mm-hmm. no more blood pressure problems, so no more medication. Like, his body was balanced in such a way that he had no pain. His whole body, he felt mm-hmm. 10, 20 years younger. And, and uh, yeah, he, he actually said, he said, my other problem is now I want to complete my life's work mission, which is to complete this book. I've been writing on how to help kids make good choices. And so, Clint, hmm. I have a, a real re- request for you. He says, will you help me with this book and co-author it with me? <laughs> Wonderful. Wow. I was, like, I, was, I was like, that's a way better request than the first one. Yeah. Know, to memorize passwords or whatever. So, What an honor. Yeah. Yeah. It was a real, real gift. And finally, when I got to talk to that master healer again, I said, Thank you. You know, I could have had millions of dollars and not bought this result. This is priceless. And I said, more people should know this exists. Mm-hmm. Like, they may not choose it, but at least people should know this is a choice. And that's why I'm so excited for the event in Hawaii, um, the Odyssey event that, uh, that Sarah and the whole team is putting together, because, um, like, those who come, they'll be able to learn, what are these ancient healing mm-hmm. secrets? How do you... How do you avoid getting sick in the first place, mm-hmm. which is so possible? Mm-hmm. And then and then if you are ill or you have someone you love that's ill, how do you overcome it in a way that's healthy? Instead of having side effects, you have side benefits, like everything gets healthy simultaneously, even for the, the thing you went in for originally is just one thing. But then you start to realize, oh, actually, I didn't even know I have a new normal, which is lots of energy. <laughs> All right. Sleep, sleep so good, you know. So then I'm, I'm excited that they that this whole team at Odyssey just created this event to have these kind of experiences where people can go deep and, and, and a, in a transformational way. It's beyond information because you, you actually, you're, you're being shifted in the experience of, of, of what, what will happen. So mm-hmm. thanks, for, thanks for asking about that. Dick. Well, uh, Clint, do you, I mean, you have been with Dr. Naram off and on now for, you said, about 10 years, right? Yeah, it was over 10 years. Yeah. And you've put together this uh, to be released soon 
evidently amazing book called Ancient Secrets of a Master Healer. Uh, do you consider yourself now in the lineage? Uh, have you mm, graduated? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what the word would be, but um, I don't know. If, well, what a great, what a great question. Uh-huh. You know, it's just amazing you're asking that, Dick, because um, it was never my intention to join this healing lineage. My intention was just to let people know it exists. Right. So, somehow in our lives, I think there's some knowing that's beyond us. And in the process of documenting thousands and thousands of cases, I just became so convinced of this healing methodology. Mm-hmm. And, and as a result, I set up a course to a university in Berlin where we, we taught doctors from around the world. Dr. Ram and I, we had a two-year certification course, and doctors flew from all over the world to learn this ancient secrets and how to apply it mm-hmm. in their practice and other people that wanted to learn and in the process of doing all of this, it, can, I, can I share with you one amazing experience that I haven't shared publicly? Well, just between you and me. <laughs> <laughs> please, have you ever, have please. Have you ever seen Karate Kid? Oh, yeah. The movie Karate Kid? Oh, yeah. You know that, you know that scene where he, he's like, you're not teaching me anything, and, and I'm just doing all your chores, and I'm painting your fence and I'm sanding your deck and I'm, I'm finished. I'm right. through with this. You know? right. And, then, and Mr., Mr. Miyagi's like... I remember it well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had that experience where I didn't realize how much I was being taught. Huh. It was, I was being taught without even knowing it. Yeah. And then at a certain point, Dr. Ron would ask me to do something that I thought was impossible. And I would just say, okay, I just give my 100%. Mm-hmm. That was one of the Dr. Ron's secrets is whatever you do, you give 1,000%. So I thought, I can give 1,000%. Hmm. And I would do it. And then, like the very first time, for instance, it was a woman that came to the, the clinic in Frankfurt. And, and there's, a, there's a German doctor by the name of Dr. Dogmar. She's a very respected doctor, an elderly doctor that's just fantastic. But she's really strict about her clinic. And so there's a woman that came who had seen one of the videos that I had posted on YouTube of a woman that who is over 50 years old in menopause for six years, and still Dr. Ram helped her to have a baby. Like, can you imagine? Mm-hmm. It sounds <laughs> crazy. So, so this woman had seen it. She'd been in menopause for two years, but just started doing the remedies recommended in that video and had already started getting her period back. So she was happy about that. Mm-hmm. The problem was she had back pain so intense. You know, I, for anyone who has ever had back pain, it's hard to focus on anything else when it's intense. Sure. And for her, it was like an eight, eight out of 10. You could see it in her face, mm-hmm. in her movement. Mm-hmm. And so Dr. Ram said, don't worry. Dr. Clint is going to help you by doing, there's an ancient process called Marma Shakti. And he says, Dr. Clint is going to help you. Uh-huh. At that point, Dr. Dogmar only knew me because I would come and I'd record videos of all the patients, all the, the clients who had such great experiences, you know. So when when Dr. Dogmar heard Dr. Ram tell this woman, now Dr. Clint is going to help you, <laughs> Dr. Dogmar pulled him aside and said, what are you talking about, Dr. Ram? He's the video guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. And so... Dr. Ron's like, no, you don't understand Dr. Dogmar. I've trained him well. 
and he's ready for this. And Dr. Dogmar was fighting with him, and Dr. Ram finally convinced her only on the condition, she said, another doctor would be there in the room and watch me very closely. Mm. So, you know what's interesting, Dick, is the night before I got in a fight with my partner, that morning I was disheveled, I didn't shave, I wore jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs> I, was not, I was not like in top condition to like have a life-changing experience, you know? So when Dr. Ram told me that I was going to do this Marma, I was like, what? Like, I was almost hoping Dr. Dogmar would convince him not to let me do it, you know? I love it. And so then he convinced her, and then I thought, you know, I remembered a story that Dr. Ram shared about when he first was learning from his master. He wanted to learn so bad, and his master was not teaching him. His, he would say, he, Dr. Ram would say, don't please teach me. And his master would say, come tomorrow. So he would come the next day. Then his master would say, come tomorrow. He'd come the next day. His master did this for 100 days. And finally, on the 100th day, Dr. Ram says, listen, I'm going to stand here like a rock, and I'm not going to leave until you agree to teach me. <laughs> and his master, his master just laughs, and he says, who decides? And Dr. Ram says, I decide. His master says, well, maybe that's your problem. Ooh. He says, well, I'm going to stay here like a rock. So he did. He stayed there, and after three, four hours, of watching his master see person after person after person. Finally, his bladder was like exploding. <laughs> so he, he's wiggling his legs, and his master looks up and says, Oh, Dr. Ram, how are you? He's like, I'm good. I want to learn. He says, Super. Uh, looks like you need to use the bathroom. And he says, Yeah. He's like, But I want to learn. I don't want to leave until you promise to teach me. He says, Oh, you want to learn? And come tomorrow. <laughs> and, <laughs> At that point, you're laughing, but Dr. Ram started to cry. Oh. And some, something melted in his master's heart, and he said, Baba Ram Das, great master healer, says, okay, Dr. Ram, you, you can start learning. And, and Dr. Ram says, super, what do I do first? And his master says, well, go use the bathroom. Yeah, right. <laughs> so <laughs> so he, he went, he ran, he used the bathroom. When he came back, his master says, so Dr. Ram's like, what do I do first? How do I learn this ancient secrets, this ancient art and science? And his master says, okay, well, how many people use the bathroom today? And he said, probably 30. And he says, does it, does it, is it messy? He's like, oh, yeah, it's messy and stinky. You should get someone to clean it. You know, and his master says, actually, that's your job. You're going to go clean the bathroom. This shocked Dr. Ram. I mean, in India also, there's like the whole class system. About yeah. system and yeah. Who cleans the bathroom? And he's like, I'm a doctor. And I, he's like, I think maybe you misunderstood, Baba Ram Das. I, I want to learn these ancient secrets. And his master says, oh, I did misunderstand. Okay, you want to learn ancient secrets? Come tomorrow. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Dr. Ram went to the bathroom, cleaned it as fast as he possibly could, and came back and said, okay, I cleaned the bathroom. And his master says, super, let me check your work. And then Dr. Ram was nervous. What do you want to check? I want to check your work. So Bob Rob does walks over to the bathroom with him, points out, he's like, you missed here. This is still messy. The whole thing stinks. Mm -hmm. He says, Dr. Ram, how do you expect to clean the bodies, emotions, minds, and souls of men and women? You can't even clean a bathroom. Ah. <laughs> and he said, Dr. Ram taught him, he, Dr. Ram says, this master taught him a great secret. He said, whatever you do, you give a thousand percent, mm -hmm. whether it's cleaning the bathroom or being with a patient or making food, whatever you do, you give a thousand percent. 
So fast forward to Frankfurt, Germany. Dr. Ram has me with this woman, and another doctor is in the room and watching me like a hawk, you know, making sure I'm not going to make a mistake. I'm nervous, and I'm thinking, okay, I don't know if she's going to get the results, but I know I can give 1,000%. That's in my my capacity. I can do that. Mm -hmm. I can give 1,000%. So I did the whole process with her. You measure from the navel to the toes, and I could see there was an imbalance of about, there's a difference of like almost one and a half inches. She turned over, you press certain points. It looks so gentle, like you're playing a piano or something. And I did it exactly like I'd seen Dr. Ram do thousands of times. Mm-hmm. She turned over, I measured the points, and I was so happy that her, her measurement was even. Mm. And then I had her stand up, and I had her, before I had her bend and show me how far she could bend, she could only bend like 25% of the way before intense pain came. Mm-hmm. This time I had her bend, she touched her toes. It was amazing. Wow. And when she got up, I said, what percent of, on a scale of zero to 10 before it was an eight pain, what is it now? And she started wiggling her body, moving around. She says, I don't want to say. I was like, no, no, please tell me. <laughs> She's like, no, no, I don't want to curse myself. I was like, no, please tell me. <laughs> she, she says, I don't feel any pain. Oh my. And she was amazed. I was amazed. I looked over at the doctor. The doctor was not amazed. Just had it, like her, her hands in, a, in like crossed. I was just watching, and like, I was like, oh, man. I was like the highlight of my life, and this person's not even interested, you know. But from that same day, Dr. Ram sent me person after person, and like 15 people in a row. And all of a sudden, by the end of the day, I had so much energy. I realized, how, does, how did he see 300 to 500 people a day? Mm-hmm. And, and with so much energy, there's secrets that they, that they apply that helps them to see results that look like miracles, but it's based on a science. It's based on an ancient science that looks at life totally differently. And at that point, my whole identity shifted after that, Dick, and I realized, wow, if this is possible, what else is possible? Oh my. And I started learning. Yeah. They have six instruments for deeper healing, mm-hmm. six, six secret keys for deeper healing, and I started learning those in depth. and. And it's crazy now when I'm helping people. I just think I would have never guessed yeah. 11 years ago when I was a researcher at a university studying technology innovation that, you know, 10 years later I'd be traveling the world and helping people overcome wow. illnesses and sicknesses that look impossible. But it's all possible. Dr. Ram says there's no illness. There's no, he says, in this, every problem, no matter what problem or challenge you have, has within it the seeds of equal or greater benefit and that's including any kind of health physical Mm -hmm. mental emotional or any challenge that we face so this book ancient secrets of a master healer the subtitle is a western skeptic which was me an eastern master and life's greatest secrets and it's packed full of these kind of secrets because Mm -hmm. i wanted people to know this existed Mm -hmm. and to know it's a choice people may not choose it Mm -hmm. but at least they should know it's a credible real thing that exists on planet earth and if you love people, I also call it a love story because it was love for my father that pushed me beyond my boundaries of what I thought was logical into a world that now <laughs> I can't, I just feel so so grateful that to see the things happening that are happening. And well, so it's a love story also because if people read it, I can share story after story. As people read it, they fall more in love with themselves and they realize that they can take better care of themselves and those that they, they love. 
So, yeah, that's uh, that's the core of it. What a beautiful, beautiful story. And, Clint, we're going to take a station break, but when we come back, uh, this is Dr. Clint Rogers I'm talking to. Uh, when we come back, maybe we could just give a nutshell of the uh, six um, secrets and we can find out what this uh, marma um, uh, is, This these energy points and, and some of the different things that people may not have heard of before. Um, but we do have, have to take a station break. So we'll be back in just a couple of minutes with more of this fascinating, really exciting story with Dr. Clint Rogers. Be right back. Welcome back to Glocal News and Social Artistry. I'm Dick Dalton, your host, and my guest today is Dr. Clint Rogers, calling us from India and telling the most uh, fascinating and inspiring story of uh, how he, you, Clint, got involved with Dr. Naram and the ancient secrets of... uh, are you is it what we just call it ayurvedic medicine or does it even yeah. go under that yeah, label it's actually it, it goes a step beyond ayurveda it's called siddha veda and oh. uh mm-hmm. yeah but ayurveda is a powerful term it, it stands for the science of life and siddha veda is specifically it's certain secrets that were passed down master to student you couldn't actually learn it in a university or from a textbook but how it's actually it's even beyond like health dr ram said his master told him 95 percent of people on the planet earth don't actually know what they want mm-hmm. he said three percent of so all those 95 percent of people are they're kind of window shopping mm-hmm. by this job that job this marriage then try another marriage you know trying so many things to try and discover what they want even and he said three percent of people they they actually discover what they want, but they can't. They never achieve it because they don't know how. They don't have the right tools or mindset. And mm-hmm. He said 1% of people, they know what they want and they achieve it, but then they can't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. In the process of achieving it, they get health problems or relationship problems or kid problems. Actually, with Dr. Naram, I must have met half a dozen billionaires and, and dozens and dozens of millionaires. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because money can't solve certain problems sure so you can achieve a certain high level but still you can't enjoy it and so dr ram he said that his master taught him a big part of siddha veda is helping people discover what they want achieve what they want and then enjoy what they've achieved only one percent of people on the planet currently do that Hmm. and the mission of siddha veda is really to help help benefit every heart and home with the power of these ancient secrets Sometimes it's in terms of helping people with a physical, mental, emotional ailment. Sometimes it's actually helping them discover what is their purpose. Mm -hmm. And when you're aligned with your purpose, it's less likely you're going to get sick. When you're not aligned with your purpose, 
then even your work can be kind of like a poison for you. You know, eventually right. your, your body or your mind is going to break down. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. So Sitta Veda, that, that's actually a new term for me. Uh, along with and uh, <laughs> watching your TED Talk, uh, several things were new. The, uh, the way that, that Dr. Naram would diagnose p- by placing his hand like someone would almost take a pulse, but, but then a little bit different. And you, you introduced us to three different, uh, the vata, the pitta, and the kapha uh, energy. I, again, I was all new to me. Here, here I taught yoga way back in the 70s uh, with Sachidananda's uh, uh, group, Integral Yoga. But a lot of these things I didn't get into at all because it was uh, well, too doctrinal or something. I was just into the, the movements. So yeah. this, this is so much more. Yeah, well, I, I, you're more open-minded than I was. You know, when I first, when I first had my pulse taken by Dr. Ram, and I mentioned this in the book, and he told me I had a pitta imbalance. I was like, <laughs> "What is he even talking about?" I like, I just imagined someone coming in and say, making up something like, "Oh, you have a beep bop boop imbalance," and, but don't worry, because I've got the special beep bop boop cure for only a hundred dollars <laughs> in this special bottle. I love it. Take two tablets, you can get rid of this. Thing, you know, yeah. it sounded like that. Sure, how, how ridiculous to me, you know. But actually, now, fast forward ten years, and I can't believe more people don't know about it because yeah. it makes so much sense. Like the elements that exist in nature exist inside of you, you know, that those same energies. So the vata is like the wind energy, mm-hmm. and the pitta is the fire energy. And the kapha is the water and earth energy. Mm-hmm. And from touching someone's wrist with three fingers, you can tell from the pulse what is the imbalance and then likely what's happening in their body and their mind and emotions with that specific type of imbalance. And, uh, you know, just it's fair to say that, um, you know, just to be safe in the U.S., we don't ever say diagnose or cure or disease because those are strictly in the realm of uh, Western medical science. Mm-hmm. And so what, we, what we're doing isn't Western medical science, and right. so it's not trying to diagnose, treat, cure, anything. Good point, yeah. What it is, it's based on an ancient school of thought or an ancient philosophy by which you can have vibrant health, unlimited energy, and peace of mind, by which your body can heal itself when you just rebalance it and remove certain blocks. Mm-hmm. And when you remove those blocks, your body is actually, your body is the best pharmacy on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what it can do. So by removing certain blocks and rebalancing your system, things happen that look to Western medicine like miracles, but it's not. It's based on a science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and... and- I had this thought driving up here today to the studio that I wanted to ask you, when do you think Western science will catch up? Yeah, great question. You know, Western science is ahead of the game in many ways. Mm-hmm. But in other ways, like like even doctors, they sign, an, uh, they, they, they sign this Hippocratic Oath, which means to do no harm. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that some of the most brilliant doctors 
are realizing that some of the methods in which Western medicine is currently operating is doing more harm than good. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're open to finding out what are other things that exist. And many of those doctors came either as patients or came to be trained by Dr. Ram, came to the university course that Dr. Ram and I taught. Mm-hmm. And I was so inspired by the goodness in their heart because, you know, one, someone told me once, the hardest thing for us to ever shift is our identity. And oh, sure. especially when your identity and your livelihood is based on certain methods, it's like a tricky thing. But I, I, what I found is the most brilliant doctors that have good hearts and really want to make a difference, they're opening up faster than I, I even I'm expecting. Wonderful. And, uh, and coming around to realize, wow, even, even, uh, even uh, one, one of my dear friends graduated from Stanford Medical School. I, maybe I shouldn't say the name, but in one of the top medical schools, sure. she said mm-hmm. that she only had one, one class on diet. Oh, like right. full-time, she only had one. But, that, uh, and that's modern. Like, but, that's modern. It, yeah. it used to not be any. But the amazing thing is if, you, if you're driving a Ferrari and you're putting the wrong fuel in it, it doesn't matter how good that car is. It's going to break down and it won't last as long. Right. You know? So the, these ancient masters, how did they live to so long with so much health and vibrant energy? Mm-hmm. It's because they also knew what fuel to mm-hmm. put in their in their their bodies, you know? Mm-hmm. And that leads me to the question I'm sure you've been asked, or if not asked, you wrestled with yourself. Dr. Naram wasn't that old. And, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm kind of a, uh, I'm afraid I'm a suspicious guy. <laughs> when uh, someone leaves Dubai and doesn't even make it to their next destination alive, uh, something had to happen. And I, you know, it, uh, anyway, I, I'm, I'm wondering how you're wrestling with, uh, if, if indeed you are, I, I projected that on you because I'm wrestling with it. Um, yeah, thanks for asking. Well, for the, the listeners who don't know, yeah, just one of the darkest, most difficult times of my life happened just a few weeks ago when Dr. Um left the body and yeah. um and yeah it was a shock he was only 65 years mm-hmm. and uh and he was in total vibrant health mm-hmm. um even I had been with him in Germany and even I got the medical report from the doctor there who even tested his heart and showed it was functioning so well and Mm-hmm. He'd just seen patients. The last patient he saw said that they were making him, he was making them laugh, so full of energy. And when he landed at the airport in Mumbai, he called uh, his executive assistant and said, I've landed. And I'm, ex- you know, basically he was just all excited to come out of the airport. He just says, It's the car ready. And, and, and his assistant said, Yep, it'll, it, it'll be there by the time you come out. Then within only like half hour later, he, his body was being rushed to the emergency room. Mm hmm in an ambulance and declared dead before he arrived at the hospital. The way it works in India, there wasn't even an autopsy. Within 12 hours, they burned the body. Yeah, I I read that. uh, So then in this particular scenario, you know, it's just like, yeah, all of us want to know what happened. And at the same time, if we can't change that 
part of it. And at a certain point, we have to just mm-hmm. move forward with what we've gained and what he's given us. Right. Um, one of my dear friends sent me a quote from Lao Tzu. It says, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And it said, when the student is really ready, the teacher disappears. And ultimately, this is a, it's a, it's one of those moments in time in which there's an ultimate test of, did we, did we learn in such a way that we can carry on and, and in some really magical, honestly, mystical experiences, it's been confirmed, you know, in multiple ways to multiple people that, holy smokes, yes, we can. Not only that, he, he did it. Yeah. He gave us everything that we needed yeah. to carry this on. And there's no way to replace ever someone who is like this. Right. It, it just is like, but at the same time, what he gave us, if people even applied 5% of it in their life or 10% would totally change their whole life mm-hmm. and make life on planet Earth better. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he he took the lineage to a whole different level. I mean, now that there was airplanes and internet and television, you know, he was able to reach millions and millions of people. Like even one-on-one, he, he met with more than a million people, including people like the Dalai Lama, Mother Teresa, Nelson Mandela, he helped thousands and thousands of 9-11 firefighters overcome their health problems after the, the toxins in their body from when the Twin Towers fell. Mm-hmm. He got an award from the governor of New Jersey for helping them and also from the senator from New Jersey, Humanitarian of the Year Award. Mm-hmm. So many things happened where, he, you know, he, 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 he took the principles of these ancient science and created more than 200 herbal formulations that are so powerful and effective at helping people mm-hmm. rebalance their systems so that their body can heal from all kinds of things. And, you know, there's just, I can just keep going on and on about what he gave us. And honestly, when the, when the news came, I was so devastated. I didn't even know what I was going to do with my book. I, I didn't even know if I was going to publish it because I was like, it was like such a disappointment and like such a heartache. Yeah. And then in the days after that, everyone kept coming and saying, you know, the whole reason you wrote this book was so people could benefit who couldn't meet him in person because he couldn't meet with more people Mm -hmm. one-on-one. It was impossible. Mm -hmm. So you wrote this book for this moment. Now now the people who can't meet him, even if they met him, they'd spend five minutes with him. But through this book, even Jack Canfield was here in India for a month. He's the one that wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul. Oh, yeah. I met Jack. Uh yeah, he knew Dr. Ron before me, and he mm-hmm. read the book, and he's like, you know, people usually get five minutes with Dr. Ron, but through this book, they get taken on a whole journey with him and and discover for themselves priceless secrets that can change their lives. And mm-hmm. He actually, he, 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 both him and his wife, Inga, were so supportive in the whole process, and they mm-hmm. actually, honestly, when, he, when Dr. Ron passed away, I was going to go away for silence for like a month and then I'm thinking I'm going to go away for a year <laughs> I just wanted to get still and Jack and Inga sat me down and they said the world right now does not need your silence Right. the world needs you to speak now more than ever and to share this because it's priceless right. and the book alone heals people from so many things that are happening in their lives and gives them hope 
that solutions are possible to things that they didn't know was possible. I just got off the phone today with a dear friend who he's a famous basketball player that I met years and years ago, him and his wife and his son. And we had just, with Dr. Rom's last visit to the U.S., we were at the airport in Denver, and they came to see him. Hmm. And and this was one of the last patients that he saw in the U.S., or last clients, I should say. And and um, on the phone today, my, fri- my friend, uh, who his wife is a famous Olympic athlete, mm-hmm. and she told me, she said, she said, my son has been asking, when is Dr. Ram coming again? When is he coming again? He told me certain things that are true. Just from taking his pulse, he told this boy certain things, and, and his mm-hmm. mom said, Clint, this boy never thought he was intelligent. He failed out of eighth grade. He had to take it twice. He said, since he met Dr. Naram a few months ago, is the first time in his life he's getting straight A's. He's getting not only getting straight A's, but he's so motivated and excited about life in a way we've never seen. Hmm. He took the ACT prep test and got a 30.5, which is higher than either of his parents ever did. And she was just talking about how much of an impact Dr. Naram had had on her son from just a few minutes of meeting him. Hmm. And then she spoke to me about the book. and She says, Clint, this book is priceless. And I want not only my son, but every child to be able to read this because the way that it changes their, it changes your brain. It mm-hmm. shifts your, it shifts your capacity to perceive possibilities you never expected before in a way that's deeply healing and nourishing for the soul. And, uh, and so, you know, just hearing story after story like this, it's, it's making me feel like even on this conversation with you, it's helping settle into my heart. Wow, this is needed now more than ever. Yes, you, uh, <laughs> you, you are ready. I, I had never heard the second part of the Lao Tzu phrase. I'd always heard the first part about uh, you know when the student is ready, the teacher will come. And I'd never heard when the when the student is really ready, then the teacher will however the word was, will leave. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I have such a, I don't know, I, I have a gleeful feeling inside as I'm talking to you, and I, I'm just tickled that you um, have done the work and are ready to um, take the mantle and go with it. And... Uh, um, we need to tell people how they can pre-order your book real quickly because we only got about three or four or five minutes here left. So we want to we want people to be able to connect. Uh, uh, and yeah. so, how do they do that? Yeah, you go to ancienthealing.com. So ancient a n c i e n t h e a l i n g healing.com. Mm-hmm. And you'll see a link at the top that says books, and you go to Ancient Secrets of a Master Healer, and there will be a form you can fill out, mm-hmm. which is a pre-registration form. There's also, we'll ask a question, do you want to be a part of this movement? Do you want to join the team mm-hmm. of people that are helping spread this message? And I'm amazed because almost a third of people that pre-register say, yeah, mm-hmm. we want to volunteer our time, energy, and efforts. And mm-hmm. I think we're on the verge of really a transformation on planet Earth with the release of this book, and I'm just so honored. It's bigger than me or anyone. I feel like mm-hmm. a real humble feeling. And I'm, I feel like, you know, 
the universe, some two or three people told me in the same day, the universe must have needed Dr. Ram for something real quick. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's like that. He's ready mm-hmm. to help in any emergency. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and since then, I've heard many, many accounts of people who he's actually visited them in whatever form he's in right now and, and helped them. So there's a healing power that's beyond us, and really, I, as a Western skeptic, still some of it just doesn't make sense to me. But I hear these stories, and they impact my heart. And, and I'm excited that through this book, you can know not only this man's, this healer's life, but how it impacts you and those you love in a way that can totally change your life forever. Boy. Well, uh, also, uh, I, I'm ready to pre-order. I'm ready to pre-order. <laughs> uh, and it's not too late for people to sign up to join uh, the Odyssey in Maui, which uh, is coming up a month, just uh, just about exactly a month from now. For people to get a view into what that will be, they could go Google Odyssey 2020 or go to E-L-L-S-S-A dot org. Uh, that's Elsa with two L's and two S's dot org. And uh, it will come up when you go to Elsa. And, uh, yeah, and you know, one, one, one mm-hmm. last thing I'll say, too. Lots of people are worried right now more than ever because of the coronavirus. And the, the three last videos I recorded with Dr. Naram mm-hmm. were about how to boost your immune system so you don't have to worry about this thing. And so for anyone who wants those, I, I'll give you two as a gift. You can just email me. I'll even give my personal email. It's clint at drnaram.com. So it's C-L-I-N-T at drnaram.com, D-R-N-A-R-A-M.com. And I'll send you the three, the links, those three links to those videos about how to boost your immune system, or what are the ancient secrets, so that way you can Wonderful. either avoid or overcome even worrying about that as you're traveling to the Odyssey event. I want you to know that my daughter has just been listening and said, I'm ready to pre-order. <laughs> oh, She's out in What's po- your daughter's name? Uh, Alethea. She's out in Alethea. Portland. Alicia, so wonderful. Thank you for your words, and I'm so excited for you to read. And uh, yeah, I mean, what a what a what a blessing to have you listen in. And I can't wait to learn more about what your experience is with this book. Well, we're all chilling here, so but we got to go, Clint. It's it's been such an honor and pleasure to be with you. And I, I have to say, remember, folks, wherever you are, that is your world. Please leave your world cleaner more peaceful and more loving than you found it because if it is to be it is up to us take care and talk to you soon